Welcome back again to the VoiceOver Gurus podcast. I'm your hostess, Linda Bruno, and excited today because I get to talk about something that I really don't have a lot of knowledge in, and I'm actually with someone who is a master at animation. Hello, Lisa Biggs. How are you? No one's ever called me a master at anything. That that was so flattering. Well, I, will, I will call you. I will call you a guru because that's what we I do. Love it. We're all gurus awesome. here, the pros. Because you've been in this business for a long time. You were telling me like you've been doing it for like twenty yeah. something years, right? Yeah, uh, I guess almost nineteen. So close to twenty years. Yeah, wow. since I booked my very first voiceover job. It was a promo for um, Britney Spears. I know, so silly. Yeah. I, I walked into a radio station and had no idea like what what I was asking or like what I wanted. And I was like, yeah, so I like I had a voiceover demo. This that was my college graduation present. And I was like, yeah, I just I wanted to know like if you need help doing and back then I thought maybe they might actually pay right. you know, for people to do voiceover. I didn't realize in radio they don't pay right. you to do voiceover. <laughs> So that was still at the time seemed like a possible avenue, and I walked in, and he was like, "Oh, we got this thing. Could you come back in the studio?" And I was like, "Yeah." And I got behind the microphone, and I said, "I guess four words." Oh my God, it's Brittany! <laughs> and that was it. And I was like, "That was it. That was amazing." And so that was almost 19 years ago. <laughs> so let me tell you. So like, obviously, it goes without saying, you're born with this voice. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. and so like at what age do you think you were like, okay, I'm, I I want to do something with this? You know, I don't think it was until, I mean, I, I, I would have said I want to do something with this as in I want it to be different probably all through high school and into the first couple of years of college. I had no idea voiceover was like a thing, you know? Right. Um, I just, I didn't know. Um, where are you from? I remember, where, where are you from? Uh, from North Carolina. Oh, okay. I grew up in D.C., and then we moved to Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, and I've lived in L.A. and New York and all that stuff. But I'm back in Charlotte, North Carolina, doing my doing my voiceover hustle, and I love it. Like, I love that we can work from anywhere. Uh, like, that yeah. has made a tremendous difference for me. And especially um, after you've, just, like, established your career, you've made your contacts, yeah. it's a lot easier mm-hmm. to be able to go yeah. and stay at, stay at the top of your game, so to speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I feel super blessed that, you know, my mom and dad live really close and I have 11 nieces and nephews all within a couple of hours. Wow. One of them actually <laughs> lives in my house currently. Um, and so, you know, for me, like, um, you know, the, the distance associated with being, uh, someone who specializes in, 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 in character work and animation and living in LA, which is kind of the assumption is you have to live in LA, um, just was not, you know, was not worth it for me for a job, you hmm, know? Interesting. Um, yeah, so I just, I did everything I could um, to make it work from here, and knock on wood, it has. Because, you know? That is the assumption. I thought that, I mean, like in New York, I'm in New York. There's, mm-hmm. I mean, I've, the only thing I've ever done auditions for through my agents has been for Nickelodeon in New York. Mm-hmm. But what yeah. else, what else is here on the East Coast that someone could, you know, uh, try to approach if they wanted to do animation or what kind of animation work is, is anything done here um, I mean everything's everything that I do is is bigger things I have a TV show uh, that just started last week on Nickelodeon on Nick jr I'm actually directing 
uh, a TV show for Cartoon Network at the moment. Oh, my gosh. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, I, That's awesome. And I'm in it, obviously, because <laughs> it's kind of one of the perks of directing is you get to cast yourself. <laughs> um, and, you know, I do, I do everything I do is character-centric. All the companies that I work for are these big, big brand um, animation studios and and big name companies, and and I do it from here uh, partially because I mean I don't know like I, I what's that quote by uh, Mark Twain and it's like you know I am successful or something because of ignorance and confidence <laughs> and I think had I known better like and not just been like ignorantly bold about like hey so like I live in Charlotte but you do cool stuff and I have a cool voice let's so, do, some let's cool do stuff something together, together. <laughs> yeah. And it seems to have worked. I mean, a lot of the um, stuff, some of the the bigger th- projects that I'm working on, animation wise, um, originated in other countries. But that's where I would say at least fifty percent of the stuff that you see on Disney, on Nickelodeon, on, on maybe not so much Cartoon Network, but um, the big uh, TV networks that uh, create uh, shows mm-hmm. for younger audiences. Um, a lot of that stuff is not does not originate uh, in the United States. Interesting. So these animation studios in different countries in France and Ireland and all over the globe that are telling these amazing stories and have this incredible uh, animation um, that is comparable to things like DreamWorks and comparable to things like Disney. That's awesome. Um, yeah, that you know, obviously the networks and buy the. Um, licensing rights to air them here in the U.S., okay. but at that point, you know, I've already locked down the role um, offshore and have, you know, been able to successfully transition into and follow the show and be a part of the show um, as it airs in the U.S. Gotcha. So people that are basically wanting to start out and maybe wanting to be, I get I get a lot of students that say, I want to be a character in a cartoon, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, telling them to do some research on production companies that are overseas mm-hmm. would be a good thing? Yeah. I mean, because like I said, if you just look at what is airing on some of these big networks, um, it it's not it did not start in the U.S. Wow. Um, that show originated and oftentimes was cast and, and the first 52 episodes produced in another country, <laughs> in English, in neutral American English, you know, with a little cartoony twist to the voices. But, um, and so that's kind of what I've done is intersect these opportunities, intersect with these opportunities before they uh, make their way to the U.S. That's cool. Um, yeah. And obviously, like, then you run into the, uh, them being outside of the union's jurisdiction. But right. And I'm in the union. Um, however, honestly, the rates are comparable to union rates. They're just not, you know, they're not union Under union jobs. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow, that's great. So you've really, you know, you've made the most of this situation. You're smart, oh, yeah. smart little cookie. Well, I mean, you have to. Like, you have to decide, like, what, you, what do you want? I mean, I think everyone, I feel like voiceover, I love voiceover. I love this industry. I love the people. I love the work. I love the process of getting the work. Obviously, Mm -hmm. I love being a part of the final piece (laughs) or project or whatever. Like the whole, I love it from start to finish. Um, And, uh, you know, like like everyone else in this industry who who has accomplished, um, you know, or has reached any level of success, um, I eat, sleep, and breathe this stuff. I mean, you kind of have to. Yeah, you do. Um, However, 
I am not willing to compromise my life. I mean, at the end of the day, this is a job. It's a cool job. It pays really well. Um, it gives me cool points with kids. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, it's certainly, you know, now, obviously, like, later on in my career, like, you know, my, my family finally takes me seriously, you know. She's making um, money. She pays her right, bills with it. You know, right. <laughs> But um, at the end of the day, like I don't want, I, you know, when I when I first started, I moved to LA and I did that whole thing, and and that was great, and and I'm so glad because otherwise I'd have, I would have never had coffee bean and tea leaf, and it is by far superior to Starbucks. <laughs> However, like I, I at the end of my life, I don't want to look back and I don't want to be, I don't want to be like the guy from Cats in the Cradle, you know, right. the song with no, yeah, like I don't, no, no personal don't life. Have, Right. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't have kids yet, but, like, I have a huge family that I'm very close to, and I value my quality of life um, over over my job. Yeah. Um, so I just had to figure out a way to make my job, uh, you know, work within, uh, the, mm-hmm. work within what I wanted. Right. Like, really, what, what I wanted and what I want is to be able to wake up every day and do what I love and, and make it you know, make a good salary, make good money. But you also need that time to, you know, rejuvenate and wind down and do something else other than be behind a microphone. Right. You know, I'm a big believer in that. I worked for 16 years for seven days a week, you know, and then finally I got to the point where I'm like, no, 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 no. I want my weekend. You know, if a client desperately needs something, then fine. But otherwise, and I want my evenings. I mean, I'll coach during the evening, but I enjoy that, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But actual work, it's like you have to separate and have a life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I do too. I'll teach. I usually teach like on Thursday nights from like 9 to 11, um, you know, and, I, and and if I teach like a group class. But during the day, I, I try to work like a basically like a 9 to 5, mm. you know, or for me, it's more like a... 6 a.m. to, (laughs) you know, maybe something a little different. And, you know, I squeeze stuff in there. Like, I, I, you know, go to yoga class or go for a run or, you know, have two dogs that obviously need to be cared for during the day. They don't wear diapers. (laughs) 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 Um, But, you know, like you you were saying, like, the weekends, I'm like, nope, this is my, this is my sacred time. (laughs) This is where I get to you know, unplug and reset because, you know, for character stuff, especially it's very demanding of your energy. Um, it is it is a highly engaging mm. uh, performance, I guess, of the performance associated with, with, with that type of voiceover is very, it's like 150%. It's wow. full tilt. And so, like, come Saturday and Sunday, like, yeah. I that's I don't want to I you don't really talk about work like it's funny like <laughs> I used to be one of those people where you could get me talking about voiceover like anytime I'd be like oh my god yeah oh, let's talk about it. <laughs> and now I'm like nah dude it's Saturday I'm gonna sit here talk- and I don't want to <laughs> talk about work like no I, I, like, I had, was talking over the summer with another uh, voice actress who does character work and she's out in L.A. And she was telling me about uh, video games, about how she doesn't do a lot of them because of the strain on the vocal cords. Uh Um, Yeah, what are your thoughts on that with video game work? I mean, I do a little bit of video game work, but most of the stuff I do is for little people. Um, I'm working on a new game right now, um, a pretty big game. 
Um, and I'm doing a lot of creature sounds. Okay. And a lot of, you know, a lot of exertion sounds. But I'm playing two little kids and I'm playing all these little creatures. Um, and then, of course, for toy stuff, it's uh, s- similar. Um, toys don't die. I don't have death scenes <laughs> or battle cries. But, yeah, I mean, these sessions go on for, you know, uh, anywhere from an hour to four hours, just kind of depending wow. on on how much they want to accomplish. And, and you're exerting and you're all just... that energy and all of those ticks. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, you can't really. That's exhausting. It's not, I mean, it's got to be, you've got to maintain your level of energy throughout the entire session, even if it is three or four hours long. Wow. Um, or even, like, for that, you know, I do a lot of commercial work, so a lot of, like, real high energy, like, um, you know, a lot of stuff for, for kids, like, mm-hmm. um, Zoomer meowsies and all of this, like, super fun, energetic stuff. And, you know, it's like, they'll, I had a session, I forget, like, last week or something, and we did three TV spots. And then three, like, um, like YouTube videos where it was, like, t- talking to the kids about how to, like, use the product, how to use the toy. Uh-huh. So we had six scripts, and we did it in two and a half hours. Wow. And, like, by the time I was done, I was just, like, <laughs> So exhausted. You know? Yeah. Like, my brain was marshmallow fluff. My throat was sore. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. I mean, you just, I mean, I'm, I'm 38. Like, I'm not really that excited about those things, but if you're going to pay me... You, you will yes, get excited about them. I will, I will bring it. <laughs> I will bring my A game, but I might have to take a nap afterward. <laughs> I feel you. You know, I do... Um, I work for Disney Junior for Southeast Asia, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm the network voice for them. They If they send me a lot of scripts, because my demographic is like two to four-year-olds, so... Yeah. And it's... You know, I'm being the promo voice. I'm not doing a character yes. voice, but it's still that upbeat and engaging. And when you know when yeah. you're doing a bunch of scripts, I mean, after yes. like an hour and a half, I am wiped. I literally, oh, yeah. I have to like go lay down. <laughs> oh my gosh, I do a lot of promo stuff too, and the same thing. And though the thing about kind of my selling point as a promo, uh, as a promo voice, is I do little boys, I do little girls, I do. Um, you know, teenage girl voices, I, I kind of, I do the whole spectrum of sounds. Wow. And so, like, you know, you're in there, and they're like, oh, you know, let's try this as a little boy, or could you make them older? So there's, like, all of this stuff going on in my head because I'm having to change. <laughs> and I know, like, what, I mean, even those sessions, you know, usually don't go over an hour, but just, like, toy stuff, it's super high energy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost like you got your spirit fingers up in the air the whole time. <laughs> and I love that work. No. Like, honestly, like, that is, like, it's, 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 what do they call it? The golden handcuffs. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, dude, <laughs> lock me up, throw away the key. I don't care. Now, let, um, let, because it's great pay, but it's, 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 again, especially for, like, younger, like, networks for children's media and children's entertainment. Like, it's super demanding. You would know. Now, yeah. now, let me ask you, like, as far as character work goes, how do you remember how to, you know, because you'll have to maintain a character for maybe a series, like a, a bunch of episodes. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing multiple characters in that, how do you yeah. attach, what do you attach to each character to be able to get yourself back into it? You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't dialogue with myself. Like, I go through, like, if I am either being directed or if I'm self-directing myself, like, I start with one character, 
and I do all of their lines, and then I go and I do the next one. I don't try to be seven people in one scene, you know? <laughs> um, I mean, I've tried that before, and, and it was horrible. <laughs> Multiple personalities. Um, but, yeah, there are some opportunities, there are some, or some instances, rather, where, um, you know, where I've booked a, a TV show and, and have had a bunch of different characters, and, you know, I have to keep the audio files uh, either saved in a folder on my on my computer that I can reference because a lot of times I forget what voice I use. Gotcha. Um, yeah. It's just you know, but getting into character honestly, it's just practice, and mm-hmm. you know, having done this for so long, it's not difficult for me to just kind of jump in there and do it. Um, but like but, I, I mean, I know you teach animation, but like the few students that I have that come here that do want to do animation, mm-hmm. you know, and they want to to engage in, you know, I'll, I'll give them a script or something that I got from an agent, and like they're not, they have a tr- they have trouble with dialoguing with someone who isn't there, you know, like someone oh. else in the scene. And so how do you, what do you advise for that when you don't have somebody to play off of, but yet their lines are there? Hmm, that's a great question. Yeah, um, that's, that's never really been a, a problem. Because you you don't um, have to. Like, how is it for you? How is your work like? Um, I'm getting an education here. I'm so excited. <laughs> how like how <laughs> when you get a script? Is it just uh-huh. your lines, or do you see the whole scene, or what? Do you- I usually see the whole thing. Like I, I mean, I. It's very rare that I'll just get my lines. I mean, sometimes in the audition process, you'll just get your character's lines, um, but you want to ask for if you can see the whole episode. If you can to see get the, the context the of what's happening. To get the right. context. Okay. Um, but I mean, with when I'm when I'm on the job, when I'm on the clock, yeah. Um, I usually get the full script, and then you know my lines are either isolated in a spreadsheet or like you know I, I just go through my script and I highlight them. Um, but I, I usually get all the context because that would be – well, actually, you know what? That's a lie. <laughs> one time, one time in a show that's actually on TV right now, um, they would uh, – they directed via ISDN, Source Connect. We kind of went between between those two things. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, eventually, just Source Connect because ISDN was expensive because they were calling from outside of the country. And um, – I only got my lines. It was like they were prompts. And, like, they would tell me what was going on, and then I'd have to play off of their direction. They would just kind of describe, like, so she walks into the store, and, like, there's a huge mess, and she's, like, really surprised. And I'm like, I almost, like, when someone's trying to verbalize, you know, to you what's happening, it's almost more confusing than just, like, like taking a look and reading it yourself. Mm. And just because, you know, you, you hear their voice, and... You know, some people are more verbose than others when it comes to direction. Right. And by the time they're done yammering on about it, like, you've forgotten your voice. Like, you've, right. you've been out of character for 45 <laughs> seconds and you're like, you know, and, and, and if you do character work, like, you know, your listeners will know that through character work, like, a lot of times, like, if you have multiple characters and it's a different, for me, a lot of times it's a different pitch shift. So, like, for this one character... She kind of sounded a lot older. And so for me to like, I like I had to stop what I was doing and I had to take a minute and I had to get there just like in my voice. Like I had to like sink down into that place in my register. 
and I, and so my voice was always cracking for the first couple of words, <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is just embarrassing. But I mean, you know, obviously, like it worked out because you know. It, <laughs> now, it, so what's it's, your it's all good? What's your age range? I used to say that I only do little kids, you know, up to like. You know, like I can do like teenage girls, so right around maybe like fourteen or fifteen, maybe sixteen. <laughs> um, but now, because I've kind of been tinkering in radio imaging for the last couple of years, I can drop into a much lower register and I can maintain that voice. It That's still great. sounds young. It still sounds like early twenties. No one will ever mistake me for a thirty-eight-year-old <laughs> woman, which is fine. Um, and then. So I kind of age out. For boys, I can get a lot lower than I used to just because I'm older and my, you know, I can, I'm more comfortable in my voice and I've got, you know, I've, I've exercised it so much over the years. I would love to say that it's because I'm so diligent and I practice, <laughs> but I don't. I just kind of, it's been a lot of on-the-job training. But you work every um, day, so there's your practice. It's yeah, different. And, yeah, and, and that is cool. But if if I was really professional, <laughs> like <laughs> I would set aside a designated, you know, window of time every day to practice these things. But I don't. I'm just not. I, I was always that kid <laughs> growing up that like like was in homeschool trying to copy off of everyone else's homework. I've just never been that diligent person. I never learned to play the guitar because I was like, it's hard. <laughs> so like. If I was a different type of person, I would probably have found all of those voices a lot earlier in my career. <laughs> but it's only been a, around maybe like the last 10 years or so that I've found all these different things. Like my boy voice, holy crap, I would say that that that, that voice probably accounts for 40% of my work. Wow. Um. Oh, yeah. What, and mean, what, age, love... what age boy? Um, gets I mean, he kind of starts around like I mean, it's funny. Like every producer thinks like every little boy is like eight years old. They think he's eight. They're like, yeah. So I need an eight-year-old boy. Um, so like he's kind of my go-to. But then of course I can make my voice sound deeper and age him up. Um, and you know, and then I can sound even younger and make him sound you know maybe around like six or seven. And I do a lot of e-learning, a lot of long-form narration as a boy. Um, and I do TV promos as a boy. That's crazy. Commercials as a boy, animation as a boy. Like, it's been, it's, you know, I'm like, God, I wish I had found that voice, you know, <laughs> in my first five years because I would have probably retired by now and been like, hey, everyone, come hang out on my yacht thanks to my boy voice. But thank God but you can it, do those voices because yeah. getting kids that A, are not in school or B, the voices yeah. are changing or whatever for, you know, castings is difficult. Yeah. Well, and especially little boys, and especially for, like, either the super fast turnaround stuff like promo or the long-term commitment stuff like e-learning, it's <laughs> it's difficult and challenging to find kids that can, you know, that have, you know, a, a grade-A home studio. Right. Um, and or are in a good mood that day, because that's a thing, too. Um and can sit still for that long, especially for the longer stuff. I don't think a lot of clients um, realize that. And then they'll they'll cast for kids and they'll say, No, 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 we don't oh, yeah. we don't want an adult that does a kid. Oh my god. We have to have and a kid. And they put it in like all caps <laughs> yeah. too in those auditions. We do not want a kid who sounds like an adult. <laughs> and I'm like, All right, cool, well call me when that doesn't work out for you because <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Like, because it doesn't. Like, a lot of times it doesn't. Now, there are some amazing kid talent, like amazing kid talent, but there's always just 
extra hurdles, right? you know, extra challenges um, with that. And though I always encourage people, if your kids are into voiceover, like it is a ripe time yes. to go after it. Um, but I find that a lot of kids kind of phase out. Like they're like, this is great. And then once they really get in it and they start doing lots and lots of auditions because the volume of auditions, I mean, most of these kids are like on-camera kids, right? Mm-hmm. Already. Um, or theater kids. And the volume of auditions that you receive with voiceover are exponentially greater than on-camera auditions. So a lot of these kids come out of the gate really strong. I'm so excited. going to do voiceover. They book a couple of jobs. Woohoo! <laughs> and then like a hundred auditions later, they're like, this sucks. <laughs> they can't handle the I grind. Book, like, it's a grind. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, they get home from school and their mom's like, Bobby Jr., go and record your voiceover audition. He's like, oh, mom, yeah. I just want to go ride my bike or I have <laughs> a book a job in a month. Yeah, be a kid. Yeah. They can't be a kid. So, yeah. So it's, it, you know, it's 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 interesting, That's you why. know, how that has affected, you know, um, which is why, like, when, when a lot of girls, they have a sound similar to mine, will be like, hey, my friend told me to reach out to you. Blah, blah, blah. I really want to do cartoons. I want to be a Disney princess. Like, they're real specific about (laughs) that kind of stuff. And I'm like, that's cool. And you should totally have, like, bucket list items on your goal list. Yeah, definitely. However, like, know that voiceover is a big, huge, wide world full of potential to make, you know, a, a great living. Right. Even if you sound like me. Just don't sit there and twiddle your thumbs and wait for Pixar to come knocking because that could take 10, 20, never. You know, mm-hmm. that could never happen. In the meantime, like, you can create, even with a, a, a unique sound, you know, whether your voice is high-pitched or it's, like, really, really deep, like, whatever it is, it kind of gives you your voice a little bit of a kind of a character vibe, you know? Mm-hmm. You can make, you can do this. Like, you can do this, but you cannot just say, well, I only want to do cartoons. Right. Okay, cool. Well, that's one thing that you, obviously, that's what got you here. But like like I said, for me, like, yeah. I do tons of commercial. I do tons of e-learning. I do tons of promo. I, I'm starting to do more and more radio imaging. I do a lot of animation. I do toys. I do video games. And that is how I've created, you know, a, a situation for myself where I'm booking, you know, five to seven jobs a day. The thing, at least I don't um, think people realize, though, that character, you know, g- character voices are used for all of those applications. Oh, yeah. They immediately think video game, anime, or cartoons. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah. And that's that's where they set their sights. And, and like I said, that's cool. Like, definitely have that end game. You know, like, this, this is my long-term thing. Mm-hmm. But to get there um, and to pave that road, um, financially speaking, yeah. like, don't <laughs> disregard... All of the other opportunities. And honestly, like, I love animation. I really do. Um, I had a a show start um, this past weekend, another one. Um, And it was very exciting to watch. Um, And I'll never get tired of, like, just that, like, oh, my gosh, today is the day. This this thing is happening. It's on TV. Or, or, like, it's a new toy. I can't wait to go to Target and push all the buttons. And, you know. Yeah. Um, But... At the end of the day, I I feel like my greatest accomplishment as a voice actor is not any of these particular roles, but it's the fact that I like I am here. Like mm-hmm. I'm still here after 20 years. I'm still here. 
every year my business grows. Um, you know, like I said, knock on wood. Um, I don't I don't have to get a, a second job, you know, and and that to to anticipate, you know, continuing to work in this industry until I decide, hey, you know what? It's time for me to go get an airstream and, you know, <laughs> become a, you know, knit you know, knit stocking caps for all my friends. Like whatever it is that I decide to do, I could I could legitimately do this every day until I decide to retire. I I agree. You know, I feel, if ever it's a. I mean, I, I mean, I want to retire. Retire. I, I, I think know. that like what I'm trying to stress is that people kind of address this as a, more of a journey. You know, voiceover yeah. career really is a journey. You know, oh, yeah. when I started out, too, I first moved to New York in 97, and I, for some reason, attached. I was like, I want to be the voice of Lifetime Television, and I want to be the voice of Tampax. I don't know why I picked those two things, <laughs> you know? And so, great. I had the big dreams. I came to New York. Oh, I yes. did the agent. And it's I'm so, so happy I did. I don't regret any of that, you know? But the fact is, there were so many things in between that came along that really built the career and made the career happen. Um, and, you know, when you get to accomplish some of the things that you set out to, it's it's so much fun and it's like you're so proud of yourself. But at the end of the day, oh, yeah. it's like the career is built on all the clients that you have, you know, my on hold clients, my small clients, yeah, my exactly. com- local commercials, you know, in addition to the, the bigger stuff. But that's what I say. Yep. It's a journey. It's a journey. It isn't yeah. about just saying I got to make six figures this year. You know, right. it's got to be that journey because you got to enjoy it. You got to enjoy and it. And I love that you wanted to see the voice of Tampax. I know. I don't know why I picked Tampax. <laughs> I know. And Lifetime. I guess I watched a lot of Lifetime back then when I was in my 20s. I love it. I don't know. I love it. I want to be the voice of Depends. <laughs> that's, that, I want that to be, like, my my final, like, my final destination. Like, I've been in this industry for 79,000 years. And now I am the voice of insure and depends. <laughs> and then I can, then I then I'm done. Then I'm like, all right, I gotta go. I gotta go. Hey, if a I good agent go. got you the job and got yeah. you, why not? <laughs> I mean, I think if I if the right audition came along, I could probably do something. It's true. It's true. You know? Yeah. I um <laughs> you and I met, you know, through another friend because we yes. we both work for Universal. Universal Comedy Network. Yes. And uh, Mike Hand, who I'm sure, he listens to the podcast. Um, oh, yeah! Shout out to Mike Hand. Um, who's an amazingly wonderful person. And he's yeah. he's co-hosted with me a few times, too. But um, he was mm-hmm. like, you got you got to have Lisa Biggs. And I'm doing my Mike Hand impression. You got to have Lisa Biggs <laughs> on your podcast. She'd be great. <laughs> it's okay. I'm like, so can you do the, make the introduction for me? And now you're telling me that you it's and so I, great. you're playing some of the bits that both of us are on, which oh is Oh, my funny. God. And it's so funny because I've been meaning to ask him for years. <laughs> like, I'm like, who's the girl who's always on the spot? Who's the mom? Like, <laughs> who's the mom? And I just, it's one of those things where, like, you know, they, they book me a couple times a month. And I'm just like, okay, see you later. Bye. <laughs> And then I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot to ask him. Crap. I'll ask him next time. And so it's so funny. Like, can I play one? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Mike. This is, which one should I play? Which one is, like, the least inappropriate? That doesn't, the, <laughs> play the, wasn't there a Barbie one or something? The <laughs> yes. Backup plan Barbie. Oh, my God. So now it's so good great. to know. She's my kid and I'm her mom. <laughs> oh, my God. I love this com- this commercial because I have my 
my bachelor's in biblical theology, which is basically like having a, a bachelor's in humanities. Oh my like God. This is, I mean, I, lo- I love it, and I feel really smart sometimes when I talk about certain like things related to like religion and and, and With that theology, voice. but like yeah. But ultimately, like it, 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 I don't know how it could serve me, especially in my present career. But yeah, here we go. Here it is. So great. Did your Barbie doll not get her dream job as a robotics engineer? (laughs) Then buy the new Backup Plan Barbie. I love my new Uber driver Barbie. Each Backup Plan Barbie comes with a realistic job, along with her very own failed bar exam score. My grocery store checkout clerk Barbie dresses great for minimum wage. (laughs) Not every Barbie can be a rock star, actress, or doctor, but she can work the mailroom. Being a dog walker was not the five-year plan. My Barbie is learning to code. It's Mattel's <laughs> new backup plan Barbie. That's what she gets for getting a BA in humanities. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my god, it's so great. Uh, it's so so great. I'm gonna tell I Mike to send me one because obviously he, you know, they write everything. I'm gonna say send me another, send me one that has both of us yeah. on it, like a good one, yeah. and I'll put it at the end of the podcast because that's awesome. <laughs> I know, and then we had we had one we did recently. Um, oh, what, what was it? It was so cute. Um, I never remember any of them. It stinks. Was it Salmonella cereal? Oh. <laughs> you on that one? <laughs> Honey Smacks is tainted, and now you can get more great cereals fortified with salmonella. Like undercooked chicken crunch. Wait, you might be the end. Apple Yaks, no. Toast Crabs, and Kaka Krispies. <laughs> okay, maybe not. It's so silly. Oh my god, everything cracks me up. All their stuff cracks me up. Like every time, and he'll hear this, like every time I see Michael's name in my inbox, and he always says, Voice today? <laughs> Voice today? Question mark. And I'm like, yes. Yes, please. Uh, yes. Yeah. And I love it. Like, the scripts, like, I, I sit there like it's Christmas waiting to see what kind of ridiculous stuff they wrote that I get to sing or say or make fun of. Yeah. I've done some silly, silly stuff. I used to do when it was ACM or ACN. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to do Honey Boo Boo stuff for them really? all the time. <laughs> and I like I'd never actually watched Honey Boo Boo. Like they were like, Hey, um and I had done some a ton of stuff for them before and they were like, Hey, can you do a honey boo boo? Voice and I was like, yeah, sure, I guess, whatever. I mean, cause you know, yo, just say yes. Yeah. That's my philosophy. Just always say yes. And I was like, oh, I guess maybe I should actually figure out what that sounds. Because I knew she was like a little girl and she's right. kind of redneck. Yeah. So I went and watched some episodes like on YouTube or something, and I was like, what fresh hell is this? <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, where, why? Mm-hmm. Like, why? <laughs> but I was like, all right, cool. And so, like, you know, later that day, they were like, all right, cool. Give us your best honey boo boo. And I was like, damn it! <laughs> Everybody out there, come out like this. And, like, you could barely understand what I was saying. So they actually asked me to, like, oh, could you speak a little more clearly? And I was like, oh, yeah, totally. Like, okay, I was just I was trying to, okay, cool. Um, yeah, what was the thing she used to say? Give that a red neck and eye. Yeah. Like, I was That's like, very good. I never watched the show, but. They have some crazy stuff. I know I had to do, uh, they're like, can you do Giselle Bunchen? I'm like, I don't know. I get on YouTube, same thing. I watch one of her interviews. I'm like, you know what? That's kind of like my my yeah. my rando Middle Eastern you know, woman who, <laughs> yeah. the accent's mm-hmm. weird. So let me just go with that, you know? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yes. 
The answer's always yes. <laughs> like, I'll try. I'll try. I don't know what she sounds like. I'll try. And I think I think that's the thing with, okay, so, so to lead back to the like, character stuff, like, maybe, I hope that's not misleading, but the answer should always be yes. Like, try it. I know a lot of people that are like, I just want to do cartoon voices and I just want to. <laughs> and it's like, cool, can you do an old lady voice and it's a man or something? And they're like, oh, I, I don't know. And I'm like, wrong answer. The answer is always yes. <laughs> like, at least try. Because sometimes the voices that you feel like, oh, my God, that was nothing like I thought it was going to be, are the funniest ones. Wow. And it's like, yeah, you didn't sound like a whatever, but it sure as heck made me laugh. And that, you know, mm-hmm. is oftentimes what gets you the part. So, you know, so is it, yeah, I mean, always say yes. Do you work with improv and, like, outside of your day job? Or is it just something no, you incorporate? I no, I mean, I, I wish, I wish, I wish I had time. But I mean, I'm like, I'm like you, like, I I book tons of stuff every day, and that's really that's your work. All I have so, time for, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would, I mean, occasionally, and I say like every couple of years, I'll take like an improv class or like do theater. I just I don't have. I mean, thankfully, I guess. I mean, yes, thankfully, I don't have time. Um, right. You know, because I I stay super busy. Um, here in my in my <laughs> your cave you know, in my in my cave um i wish i mean other so funny the other day i was driving around with my boyfriend and i was like you know there's this cute little yoga boutique down the street that like my friend owns and i think maybe i could work there like a couple of days a week just to get out of my freaking house <laughs> I know. just to like cuz my neighborhood i live in charlotte and my neighborhood is so cute and you can walk to all these places I was like oh, nice. maybe i'll go work at the brewery or something like i could be one of those cool brewery girls and he's like when and i'm like i don't know <laughs> and he's like but seriously though like when he's like you work i mean i do i get up early and i i leave my booking calendar for clients usually open you know i try to be done by like six o'clock mm-hmm. you know every day five thirty six. but i leave my availability for for clients until nine because i have a lot of west coast clients and so for them mm-hmm. if they book me at eight o'clock in the in the evening my time that's five o'clock their time so which is the end of their day so that's so, cool. so you let you allow them to book you rem- like themselves on your calendar I do well. We'll usually have a conversation about it. Okay. But um, you know, but um, a lot of times I'll just send a link, and they'll be like, "Hey, what's your availability this week?" And I'm like, "Here's a link. Pick a time." Yeah. You know, and then it populates my calendar. Um, yeah, that's and, you know, pretty good. I, like, 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 makes that pretty efficient for you too. It does, because then I don't have to like sit there and go, "Well, on Thursdays I'm available, except between 11:30 and 12:15." And then two to four. Like, it's just, I just send them a link and I'm like, here's my calendar. Right, that's um, good. Just, you know, and that just keeps, you know, a lot of back and forth stuff, which can get confusing, especially if you're not, if they're on it in a different time zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm just like, here's the link. Like, you just let me know when you want to book me and put it in there and I'll I'll be on the other line. Lisa, you know, what do you the think the percentage is for you of supervised scripts versus unsupervised sessions? Mm-hmm. Um, 60-40, maybe? 60% supervised, 40%, um, actually more like 70-30, 70% supervised, 30 unsupervised. I just, I mean, for me, like having this, you know, I kind of, the, the catalyst maybe for my business going from like, yay, voiceover, it's going to be my thing one day, to like, yay, voiceover, I do it every day was 
um, putting ISDN in my studio and then marketing myself to back then what were only ISDN studios. Mm, uh-huh. um, so a lot of them that, that do some bigger projects, especially commercial stuff and, and narration stuff. Um, and like, especially after I left LA, I was like, well, how do I keep up? Like, what do I do? Before I figured out like, oh, I can do all this character stuff in other countries and then mm. it gets gobbled up by the networks here. And it makes you know it gives me the same kinds of opportunity as people or opportunities as people in LA, and um, yeah, I got you know ISCN. So like for you know twelve or so years, that that has been kind of my primary gotcha. business model, mm-hmm. um, which is why even still, you know, all my promo sessions are supervised, obviously, usually, mm-hmm. unless something goes wrong, you know. Um, uh, like on, on the end, like, like I had a session last week and IPDTL was acting funky. Um, and so, uh, they just were like, here's everything we need. Just get it back. And, mm. you know, so it took me. Yeah. I used to have to. Because after you. I used to have to do, um, my, the Disney Junior Asia stuff live and they're in Singapore. Yeah. So it was yeah. nine o'clock at night for me, 9 a.m. for them the next day. Mm-hmm. Finally, after seven years, they trusted yeah. me to do the sessions on my own. Yeah. <laughs> so it takes, it takes a while. Seven it years. Takes years. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but it's, you know, it's great now because I can do it during the week as long as I deliver by the time they're going to be doing their session. Because mm-hmm. it was a pain in the mm-hmm. ass for me to have to come back, you know, because I don't, my studio is not in my house. So, oh. I, yeah, I, I work out of a production facility just because I like being around people. <laughs> oh, my God. I bet that's amazing. Yeah. It's like we can have lunch together and we can bounce ideas oh. off each other. And I love like that. Like I have my improv classes here and my, yeah. you know, my coaching stuff. and. It just gets me out of the house. It's like an easier way yeah. for me to separate work and home. Um, yes. But oh my gosh, yeah, it was I'm a pain sure to that. come here at nine o'clock at night, especially in the winter in New oh, York sure. where you got snow on the ground. So, yeah. But seven years. <laughs> it took seven years <laughs> to get them to move. Yeah, that's great. What where what production facility are you at in New York? I'm on Long Island in Plainview, where Digital Water Works. Okay. Yeah. So right here in like the the cool. center of Long Island, I live like ten minutes away. Um, and I've been here Great. since 2005. Yeah, so oh, that's awesome. We're one big yeah. happy family. <laughs> I love it. Oh, so you're living my dream. <laughs> it's except I'm like I'm gonna go work at a yoga studio. <laughs> I know. Because some some days, I, and I know all of us, we just we crave, you know, human connection. Uh, yes. You know? Oh my gosh. Like I am annoying when I go to like the grocery store and. If, like, heaven forbid, like, the girl, the checkout thing asks me how I'm doing, I'm like, oh, oh, my God, yeah, hi. Uh, <laughs> Let's talk. Uh, and I'm probably, yeah, she's probably like, oh, my God, here comes that weird girl that tells me all these things that I don't care about. And I'm just like, yay, a person, yay. I know. I mean. It can be so lonely in the voiceover world. It can be. It's so, it can be very, very lonely. And that's the one thing that, you know, um, people, especially getting into voiceover, um, need to anticipate um it's the solitary different Mm -hmm. yeah it's if you're an extrovert or if you need lots of pats on the back or you know um, (laughs) you're not gonna get it you know validation (laughs) like this may not be a (laughs) long-term thing for you because you don't get that no 
You know, it's not like every single job you book, they're like, oh, my God, you're amazing. I mean, or, a lot of times it's just, Or a lot of times you know, you'll go through a period of auditioning and no one gives you any feedback on if your yeah, audition was no. good. You just know, okay, I no. didn't book the job, so I must not yeah. be doing something right, um, yeah. which makes it difficult. And that's unfortunate. I mean, but I get it because, like, I have done a lot of casting over the years. I'm trying to do less of it because I don't really like doing it. Uh. It's not really my thing. Um but, um, you know, people will reach out and be like, hey, listen, I just wanted if I could get some feedback on my audition. And I'm like, listen, no. <laughs> like, I can't. Like, if I did that for one person, I'd have to do it for everyone. And that that would be what I did. Right. You know? Yeah, that's you know, tough. Which is why it's great. Like, people like you are like, hey, listen, if you need feedback, if you need a, a, a second opinion, um, you, you have to work. Like, you're going to have to hire someone for their time yeah um because the one the one thing that none of us like we can always make more money that's not a thing but like we can't make more time so like if people want your time unfortunately they have to book it like and i hate being that person i know but it's so bad but i'm like reality if i don't i have to set up boundaries because if i don't like i i used to be like oh my god yeah totally (laughs) let's talk (laughs) right Ooh, and then I realized like all these people had just like infiltrated my bubble, right? And like I was like, listen, I I'm I'm I love that you're doing this, but like unless you want to pay me by the hour, I'm gonna go to my nephew's football game because <laughs> right. that's more important to me. I have a life like, that I want to live. Well, and it's just yeah, and like people will just they'll they'll take advantage of of you if you if you continue to extend yourself which ultimately leads to overextending yourself. Um, and you really have to take care of yourself and remember why you got into this business. It's not like to give other people high fives, virtual or otherwise. Right. Like It's to make a living. You know, It's a job, super cut and dry. Um, so I'm real strict about that. Like People will email and be like, hey, can I pick your brain or take you to coffee? I'm like, no, nah, I can buy my own. I have a Keurig. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. you, know? you can book a but, time. Here's my link. <laughs> right. Here's my link. You want to talk? Let's talk. Otherwise, like, best of luck to you. I'll see you in Facebook land. Um, so you- and, you know, I don't feel bad about that because I do a ton of stuff, like, just community building things, and it's completely voluntary. Like, yeah. every Wednesday night, I have a hump day hangout with, with boxy ladies, and it's free. It's from 9 to 10. It's on Zoom. Right now, we're working through Danielle Laporte's fire starter sessions. And I'm like, that is my time that I'm giving away. Um, you know, I prepare for it, obviously. Um, and so I don't feel bad when someone says, hey, I wondered if I could talk to you. I'm like, great, here's a link. Like, <laughs> so now, like, what do you guys do during yeah. this session that you do? Oh my God, so fun. Like right now we're doing, uh, we're working through fire starter sessions, Danielle Laporte's fire starter sessions. Uh-huh. Um, and sometimes we do, like we'll have special guests come and share and talk or like focus on a, a certain genre of voiceover and have like a coach come and share. And obviously, if someone comes and shares ideas or thoughts or feedback or advice, like I'm, I, I, I then ultimately say, by the way, if you want to keep talking to this person, <laughs> here's a link. Um, you know, but for this 60 minutes, you got their undivided attention. You can ask them anything within that they feel comfortable answering outside of their coaching services. Right. Um, because I just know, I know what it's like, like you, 
like I also I love to give. I love to share. It is a it is a gift and a curse right. because I will find myself giving and giving and giving, and then I I'm now I'm kind of annoyed. Right. right? You don't want to get to that now point. I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm I don't like that feeling because it makes me feel. That's not the point of all like this. A, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, as much as I love sharing, I also have to protect, you know, my time and 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 all of you know my life. Mm-hmm. Um, now you do your and, own coaching, right, for animation, for yeah. kids' voices, for all that. Yeah. So that's something that someone would just go to your website for. Yeah, all my classes are usually on there. Like I said, I usually teach Thursday nights if when I teach group classes. Um, like I teach boy voices, which is so fun. <laughs> Um, I teach toy voices, all the things I specialize in. I would never be like, everyone, I'm going to teach a class on how to do a cosmetic commercial read because I don't know. Like, <laughs> right, these are the things that are in your wheelhouse. Yeah. yeah, right. I teach toy voices, boy voices. I do teach marketing, um, specifically the animation, and then just a really general cool. um, marketing class where I, I, I lay it all out, and I tell people this at the beginning of class. I'm like, I'm going to give you all my dirty little secrets. <laughs> Because I'm going to bet that you're not going to do any of it. I'm going to bet that you're going to take this information and you're going to go make a sandwich and you're never going to come back to it. Someone said to me, they were like, I don't understand why you're teaching. You're giving away, you know, all your secrets and then somebody else is going to take your job. And I'm like, that's not how I roll. As far as I'm concerned, there's enough work for all of us out there. And Mm -hmm. it's not like there's some limited little pie that we're all trying Uh -uh. to get a piece of. And if you're right for a part and I'm not, then so be it. And and yeah. but and, and also the other thing too, does this person that I'm talking to have the same tenacity that I've had for the last 25 years? You know, yeah, that'll be the difference. Not. So yeah. <laughs> I can tell you, give you all the information, but if yeah. you're not gonna, you know, go with it, then that's that's on you. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I I'm the same way. I'm like, you know, I don't mind because if you're if you're like you said, if you're as tenacious. As you or as me, then you deserve exactly. it. Exactly. Like, go for it. Yeah. Like, go for it. I want you to do that. Um, so your website is yeah. it's Lisa Biggs, but with two Gs. Yeah. Lisa mm-hmm. Biggs, just, is there VO or just dot com? No, just dot com. Lisa Biggs. Yeah, just Lisa Biggs. Dot com. Yeah. Two Gs, like Snoop Dogg. Awesome. I'm definitely going to send know? you some students that want to do oh, animation. Oh, you're so sweet. Because this is. Yeah. I, it's definitely, I, I, I got such an education. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> you're so, so welcome. And I'm so glad I got to meet my mom, I my know. long lost voiceover mom. Now you'll know. <laughs> and now I'll know, too. Yeah. Exactly. This is awesome. Thank you so much, Lisa, it. for joining you're us. You're welcome. This was great today. <laughs> and that is uh, it for another episode of the voiceover Guru's podcast, and I was with Lisa Biggs today. We had a really good time talking about animation, and I'm going to have Mike Hand dig up something that the two of us are on that's funny, and I'll tack it on, and you'll hear it in just a few seconds. Everybody, have a great day. Honey, what do you want to be for Halloween? I want to be Anne Frank. Oh, my. I don't know where to get a costume like that. Inappropriate Children's Costume Warehouse. The Inappropriate Children's Costume? Inappropriate Children's Costume Warehouse. We sell costumes that other Halloween stores don't, like the Chinese sweatshop worker. I made your clothes. Or the Ugandan child soldier. Don't make me shoot. Or a milk carton with your child's face. Look, Mom, I'm missing. Wow, these are really inappropriate. That's why it's the Inappropriate Children's Costume Warehouse. I want to dress up as Baby Weinstein. 
Wanna freak your friends and family out? It's the inappropriate children's costume warehouse. 